Hi guys, it's really good to be with you. Uh, my name's Hannah, like Harvey said, um, and we are going to be finishing off our series called Like Me. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I think this definitely wins the award for being the longest three-week series we have ever done. Um, because if you guys can remember way back to this, I think we started this series on the 14th of October, which is like a month ago now. Um, and Beth spoke to us on uh, Don't Compare Your Work with their posts um, I'm pretty sure it was Beth who spoke on that and then we had week two where Adam spoke to us about the more I celebrate others the more I like me um, and then I'm going to do the last week with us um, this week and then next week we're going to start our Christmas series so you guys might think that's too early or too late but we will wait and see but to start us off today uh, I want to kind of ask a question that you guys can think about which is I don't know if you guys have ever thought this phrase before, maybe even said it out loud, but the phrase, if only I were. So like fill in the blank at the end of that. Uh, if only I was the best player on the football team, maybe then uh, my coach or whoever comes and watches me at the sidelines, maybe then they'll like me. Or if only I can get the best grades, maybe then my teacher will be proud of me. Or if only I can stop making stupid decisions at home, maybe then my parents or guardians will like me. Or if only I can make myself look great on social media, maybe then my friends will like me. And we can use this phrase, if only I were, or if only this, if only that. And uh, I don't know if you guys still do this, but obviously um, probably not at the moment, but when I remember at school getting really excited when it was own clothes day and being like, great, I get to wear like my own clothes. But it also came with the stress of like having to plan your outfit out. Like I would plan it out at least 48 hours in advance, if not before then, um, with multiple questions to my friends of what are you wearing, what are you wearing? Um, and I don't know if you guys still do those own clothes days, but I think you do. Um, but definitely that thought used to go around my mind of, um, if only I had more expensive clothes, or if only I had a better branded jumper so I don't have to wear the same one every own clothes day. And we think that that will make people like us. And another example, which is really apt at the moment, is grades, like I mentioned. and this is a really stressful time I know with grades and people have literally got mocks coming out left right and centre and people don't know whether those are going to be their actual um, exams or not and this is a bit stressful but I want to talk to us today as well about this line this imaginary line so we're going to have to imagine it let's go around about here and this line is the line called enough and you might be thinking there's a certain area of success, maybe when it comes to exams, there's a certain grade. And if I reach that level of enough, that that will be enough for a teacher, parent, step parent or guardian to approve. There's this line where if you reach that place or maybe even exceed that expectation by a bit, they'll be super happy with you. Or maybe take the extracurricular things you're involved in, the, the kind of extra things you do as well as school, because I know school takes up a huge portion or college takes up a huge portion of your life. But there's other things, even though we can't do a lot of them at the moment, but maybe you're not actually the best footballer or rugby player on your team or the best dancer in your uh, dance school. Um, but actually in the position or role that you play, there's a certain expectation that you have for yourself or has maybe even been put on by someone else. And that means if you reach that, you've done well that time. If I score a goal for my team in this game, I've done well, I've done enough. 
And if you do what you're expected to do without messing it up, then that'll be enough and you'll be enough. And uh, this happens in so many areas of life where we believe that success and great achievements needs to be liked and accepted. If we're funny enough, smart enough, skinny enough, kind enough, clever enough. I mean, I'm obviously not that smart because I'm pretty sure I've already said smart and clever in the same thing there, but, or even Christian enough, then then will be enough, right? That's, that's what we think. But there's, a, there's actually some problems with this mindset. And I want to talk about two different things just quickly. And the first thing, and I think this will come up on the screen, is we compare ourselves to other people. We know the areas where maybe we do quite well and we get quite close to that enough line, that imaginary line that I'm talking about. But we also know the areas where maybe we don't do so well. And it just so happens that we will compare those areas where we don't do quite so well we'll compare those with other people who do amazingly in those areas. And guess who comes out looking not so good? It's us, isn't it? It's us. When we compare those areas of our life where maybe we don't do so quite well with other people's what seems perfection, then we always come out looking like we've come up short, like we haven't hit that line of enough. When it comes to comparison, we'll always find someone who is seemingly better than us. And the second thing that I think we do, the second problem with this mindset is we compare ourselves to ourselves. So we have this invisible standard that we want to live up to. Like I said, this line, and I'm going to mention that a lot, so you better remember it, this line of enough. And uh, as soon as we fail in that area, we decide we're not enough. Or, uh, but maybe actually you do well at something. Maybe you score a goal in that football game you're playing for your team, or you've been trying to get this one little rhythm on your instrument that you play for ages and you finally hit it. And then suddenly, actually, a new line has been drawn, a new standard that you've set yourself and hold yourself to. And it then becomes harder and harder as we push that higher and higher and higher. And the next time we try and play that, the next 10 times we try and play that tune on our instrument, we can't get it and we feel so frustrated. And like I say, we move that line higher and higher, hoping that we'll feel enough next time. If we move it a bit higher, we'll feel enough. And we can constantly find ourselves in a no-win situation. And I'm sure all you guys listening, uh, all of us here will have felt not enough at some point, even those people who seem like they have it all together. And I want to give you guys a little secret that those guys will have felt it too. Those guys will have felt not good enough at some point, even those people who you wouldn't think would. And if we're honest, actually, we find it uh, have a hard time liking the person who doesn't measure up, the person who isn't enough, that person who is us we have a hard time so I've told you guys all the bad news and that sounded pretty bad but I also want to tell you guys that there's some good news I'm not going to leave you there I'm not going to say we're going into our hangouts now no there's loads more that I want to talk to you guys about and the good news is that what we're speaking about uh this evening I feel can really be a game changer when it comes to this tension that we feel and we're, we're going to hear some words now from uh from the bible from this guy called Paul and uh Paul was one of the wisest teachers when it came to uh the early church and he gave us like tons of practical ways in how to follow Jesus and how to live our lives and this stuff is so so important and one of his most famous letters 
was written to the people in uh, the church in Rome. And that's where we're going to read from. So this is Romans uh, 12. So it says, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. And you guys might be thinking that verse sounds a bit familiar. Um, it's also uh, said in uh, don't conform to the patterns of this world. That's another way that it's said. And uh, I just want to make it clear that Paul's not saying it is never OK to like copy your friend's style or maybe learn your favourite dancers dance moves. Actually, sometimes copying someone else's skills is an amazing way to learn from them. It's an amazing way to uh, learn new things, learn new skills. And that is not what he's saying. He's not saying that's a bad thing. But what Paul is saying is don't get caught, don't get stuck in the same thought patterns as everyone else. Don't just mindlessly take on the habits of everyone else. It's basically kind of like the old school version of if you've ever heard people say like, oh, if your friend jumped off a cliff, would you do that too? It's kind of that. Paul is saying when everyone around you is doing something, you don't have to do it. You don't have to think in the same way. So does everyone compare themselves to others? Yeah, they do. And it's normal, but you can part you can choose and refuse to participate in comparing yourself. Does the media and adverts try to convince you that you're not enough unless you have their amazing product that's going to change your life? Of course they do. But actually, we can refuse to believe that those messages are true. And do most people spend most of their time trying to get to that line of enough that I mentioned in all of these areas? Of course they do, but you can refuse to participate in constantly measuring yourself against the invisible enough line. So Paul is saying that you and I, we have freedom uh, to pay attention to the messages uh, being communicated to us. And we can feel empowered in how we respond to them. Uh, and he carries on and I'll read the next part of the verse. And it says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And this is really huge. Uh, Paul is encouraging us to invite God into the way that we think, to pay attention to what we're thinking and then ask God to be a part of it. And uh, we live in a culture where people feel like they're never enough. So inviting God into the way that we think is actually a huge deal. Because when we invite God into this area, we realise that our tendency to feel less than and to feel like we haven't reached that line of enough is uh, is completely the opposite of and doesn't line up to how God thinks at all and uh, the only way uh, we only know what God thinks when we invite him into the way that we think and Paul tells us to literally ask God to change our uh, thinking patterns so Paul continues and I'll read this next bit he says then you will learn uh, to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. So it says God's will, and that's a little bit of a weird phrase, but basically it just means what God wants from you. So when we invite God into the way we think, we're able to learn what God wants for us. And what one huge thing that God wants for you is for you to see yourself the way that he sees you. And this view, his view of you is perfect because he made you. His view of you isn't the same as your view of you. You're the only person like you and actually no one can duplicate it. 
And I know that there's some of you, uh, and actually, uh, you will be maybe not too sure on what you think about God. And um, that might be a little bit difficult right now to hear these things from me. But the thing is, is I, I believe in God and I believe these things for you. And I believe that God is proud of you. I believe that uh, God created you in his image. And actually, when you see yourself as he does, uh, you won't feel the need to continually go for a, a bigger, higher enough. And instead, you'll realise that right now, today, you are enough. And uh, here's a really simple way to think about it. And this is like our bottom line, which we kind of uh, say each week is a really important thing for you to remember. Uh, and this is, I can like me because God loves me. Really simple, really straightforward. But actually, this might be the first time that some of you guys are hearing this. And when we understand that God loves us, it should actually transform the way that we see ourselves. And our worth isn't actually uh, attached to us doing things. We don't have to do anything at all to earn God's love. And that's the amazing thing is we don't have to do a thing. God has already done it all. So with that in mind, Paul continues a little bit later. And we're just going to look at a little, uh, another little short section of the Bible. So this is Romans 12, 6. And it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. And uh, I don't think this one's going to come up on, on the screen, but there's also another version of, uh, of this verse. And it says this, and this is, this is really cool. I'm like, I like the translation of this. It says, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. And that first line just sums this up so perfectly. Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. I think that's huge and I think that is so amazing, such a, a great thing for us to hear. And who were we made to be? Who were you really made to be? These are huge questions that are really important to our lives. And if you can begin to see yourself the way that he sees you, then you can be transformed into something greater than a person who compares yourself to others. And uh, the really freeing part about all of this, guys, is that it's not dependent, like I said, on what we do. Our worth doesn't depend on what we do or what we don't do. I can like me because God loves me. So really quickly at the end, this sounds, uh, I'm coming to an end now, and this all sounds really nice. It's like, oh, that's great. God loves me. Great, Hannah, thanks for telling me that. Um, but I know actually it's really not that easy to believe and sometimes can be even harder to remember as well. And uh, here are two ways that I think you can change the way that you think, uh, especially about yourself. And uh, I, I just wanna say, don't close off to these just because uh, you're not sure about God, or maybe actually you are sure and you've decided that you don't really believe or he's not really relevant to your life right now. But I'd really love to challenge you to lean into what I'm gonna say, because I really think that it could change your life and definitely change your thinking. So the first thing is to invite God into your thinking does your current thinking line up with the way God feels about you here's a really simple way to find out and that is to talk to a leader you trust so probably your hangout leader 
say something maybe like this hey I feel this way I feel like in this area I'm not good enough am I seeing this the way God sees it and they'll be really honest with you but more importantly I think there's actually a good chance that you'll know the answer before you even finish asking the question a lot of the times just hearing yourself say something out loud can sometimes like jar our minds into realizing that actually we're being irrational with that thought and then the second thing and this is a bit of a scary strange word so please go with me on this the second thing is repent and uh this can be a really strange uh quite a churchy word so i just want to explain it to you because the meaning is actually really simple and really practical and repent basically means to go in a different direction to move away from what you're doing before and turn into a new direction it's like changing the channel or uh, picking a different show to watch um, and in this case repent means finding um, those new thoughts and messages to replace the old thoughts so taking uh, some new thoughts about yourself to replace the old ones Take those old messages that aren't true about you and find new messages about you that line up with what God says about you. Don't stay stuck in the old ways of thinking, but start something new based on what God thinks about you. So listen, it's possible to like you because God loves you, but here's the secret. You probably won't get there alone and that's why I was talking about hangouts and hangout leaders and stuff like that and just to mention quickly um when you go into your hangouts uh maybe you might notice uh someone hasn't been around for a little while or maybe they're just missing this week um we would love to just as a side note really encourage you to for you guys to get in touch with those people who aren't in your hangouts and just let them know that you miss them check in with them see how they're doing um because we can do that as leaders and that's great but I know um, that you guys will probably prefer hearing from someone your own age and someone your own age saying, hey, we, we really missed you this week. So just as a side note, we'd love you to do that. But we'd love your hangouts to really be a place of community and a place where you can talk about this, which you're going to do in a little while. But let's get back to things. Imagine if this actually happened. Imagine if you could look in the mirror and there's actually a little like mirror behind where I'm talking to you guys. But imagine if you could look in the mirror and like yourself and imagine if actually nothing had changed about yourself you hadn't got better at sports you hadn't uh, suddenly got all those clothes that you wanted you hadn't changed but your way of thinking had changed maybe it's the same you but you just thought differently you saw yourself the way that God sees you so I want to remind you of the bottom line and then we're going to go into our hangouts. So the bottom line is I can like me because God loves me. 